Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. There are many financial services companies. There are, however, few of those that were founded in 1857. Northwest Mutual is that firm and continues to flourish today. Recently, Northwest Mutual did a research series which explored U.S. adults' attitudes and behavior towards money, financial decision-making, and issues impacting long-term financial security. The results are quite interesting, so we had to have them on. Today, we're joined by Tim Gerrand, who's the Chief Distribution Officer at Northwest Mutual, to talk about this study and a lot more. Hey, Doug. uh, Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Tim, as I mentioned, you recently issued new data from a study called the 2022 Planning and Progress Study. It's a study you did with the Harris Poll of over 2,000 American adults that had some sobering statistics about financial planning and lack of advisor use. What were some of the findings and were some of the numbers surprising to you? Well, I, I would say certainly some of the results were sobering, uh, but I would say there also uh, are some silver linings in the data too. So I, I think the things that stood out to us are, first of all, and this is probably not a surprise, is that while uh, most Americans, the majority, six in 10, say that their financial planning uh, needs improvement, only a third of Americans, so about half that number, actually seek the help of a financial advisor. And so the reason I say that's not surprising is, uh, you know, we all know it's good for us, but we don't always do it. You know, we're supposed to eat right and exercise. And so I think that's disappointing, but not uh, completely surprising. Um, but certainly given the complexity and I think the financial stress and strain that people feel, um, we know more people would be better off if they took advantage of the opportunity to get professional help from a trusted advisor. I think the good news or the silver lining here is I think people realize during COVID um, and coming out of it, um, what was really important to them and that they needed help if they wanted to get where they wanted to go. And in line with that, we saw more people seeking an advisor. So nearly one in five Americans, almost 20% who didn't have an advisor before COVID said they either had one or they were going to start working with one. And uh, we saw that uh, that trend continue in our 2022 results. So it wasn't just a blip and it's come back down. Uh, We've continued to see sustained traction with more people seeking advice. And the last thing that I would add that is really encouraging is we've really seen an uptick with younger folks, uh, Generation X and millennials who are looking for advisors. And we tend to think of those folks as maybe DIY or digital natives, but more of those folks are interested in seeking uh, help from an advisor. And I think that's good news too. I think some of the results could stem from the fact that our industry doesn't focus on why we're all here, which is the end investor. We seem to be more interested in fundraising, corporate growth, and of course, profits. Am I onto something here? Yeah, you know, I, I think you're. I think you're exactly right. I think there's a perception that advisors are interested in, um, you know, maybe what's best for them or their own fee or what they're doing. And, and certainly, there's some mistrust of large corporations, uh, financial services, corporate America, you name it. Um, so I think your point about trust uh, is right on. And I and I think the antidote to that is being trustworthy and demonstrating that over a long period of time. You know, you talked about um, Northwestern Mutual's heritage as a company. We've been around for a long time. 
And we think being trustworthy is something that's woven in the fabric of the company. For us, we're a mutual. We're owned by our policy owners and we focus first and always on making sure we're doing the right thing for our clients. And so I think, you know, client centricity is probably a buzzword, but the truth is, I think a, an individual investor or a potential client, they're going to sense if someone is interested in what's best for them, truly focused on a, a client-centered plan, their goals and objectives, or whether the advisor is interested in sort of a transaction or a quick hit or just building their business. And, and certainly, you know, uh, healthy profit motive is a good thing. Um, it's uh, uh, really important, but I do think your point around being trustworthy um, and being focused on the client can be a barrier. And I, and I think the opportunity is for advisors and firms who are trustworthy and demonstrate that over time, there are huge benefits to be reaped. And you know, that's really at the core of who we are as a company and what we're trying to do in our business. To do a better job, to do a better job, we need to be doing things a bit differently to connect with more people. How can we better meet the next generation of investors of where they are? Yeah, well, I think you're spot on. And, you know, um, people don't think uh, financial advisors are maybe relevant to them or not for people like them. So the, the things that I would highlight, um, I'll, I'll call out three. First, and maybe this is an obvious one, uh, but we need more younger advisors. Um, our industry is aging and it's harder for our like aging advisors, I think, to connect with next generation clients. And fortunately at Northwestern Mutual, our average age of our new advisor is 31 and the average age of our new client is 31. And there's no coincidence there. So I think as an industry, we need to keep attracting and developing young people into the business. And that can make us uh, easier and more relevant to connect with, um, with the next generation of clients. The second thing I'd highlight is digital engagement. While we are committed uh, to the role of a trusted advisor, it's really at the core of our business model and at the front end of our go-to-market strategy. We think there is no replacement for a great advisor. It's also really important that we're able to provide a great digital experience for our clients and our advisors. I don't think that's a differentiator today. I think it's largely table stakes. Um, you've got to be able to connect with people how and where they want to do business. And, and they are evaluating financial firms against the standard they have for client experience in all areas of life. So that bar keeps raising. So I think we need to continue to keep investing and in improving uh, digital experience and connectivity for our clients. And last but not least, I, I think there, there's a point here around life stage planning and how advice is relevant. And I think this is especially true for uh, young clients, millennials, uh, Gen Z, but it's also true for all clients. And, and what I mean here is financial planning can't just be an abstract thing that is, that is about making you better off in 30 years or retirement or whatever this far away thing is. People have immediate pressing needs today. And we really saw that in our consumer research, not only in the progress and planning study, but also in the research we've done for our uh, the brand campaign we're going to be launching soon, people uh, care about what their life is right now. And so they need to know that a great financial plan and a great advisor can both help them plan for the long term and help them live the life they want today. And I think making those connections with clients are really important uh, to being relevant in the marketplace. Not only do we have to look at the next gen, but the country is becoming much more diverse and our industry is not. How do we solve that puzzle? 
Yeah, well, Doug, I think you're right on. And um, just as with, you know, we've got an aging population of advisors, we also have, as you noted, a population of advisors that doesn't match the diversity of our marketplace. And we feel that it is really critical to reflect the markets that we serve. And so we've been on a, a long run journey as a company uh, to get better in this space and to make sure that this career is attractive for people from all kinds of backgrounds. And I think that's really important for us in order to reach more diverse markets. And um, just a, a couple of examples here. Um, and, and in uh, the last, I would say several years, we've really accelerated our efforts in a, in a couple regards. Um, one is on creating opportunities for women in this industry. And um, uh, we've, had a, we've had a very serious focus there. And a, a couple of things I'd point to, um, First of all, you know, we focused on the kinds of things that you would expect, training and mentoring and leadership development, and, and those things are all important. But there are two things that I'd highlight uh, that we've done recently that have made a big difference for us. One is, and I'll take you back, a number of years ago, I was at a, a, a session that we call Women's Connect. We got together a number of our women's advisors, and one of them made an offhand comment to me and said, your maternity program sucks, or something like that. And I did some digging on it and you know what? She was right. And so we pioneered an industry leading return to work benefit for our women advisors who have children. And it's made a huge difference. I think, first of all, it just makes a statement that we want women to be in this business. And it actually makes them, uh, it makes it easier to navigate the challenges that go with growing a family and growing a career at the same time. And so that has been one tangible thing we've done that's really made a difference. Another tangible thing we've done in this space is um, we launched our first ever women's field association. So for going back a long time, um, we've had field associations that represented our advisors and field leaders, and we partner with them all the time on how can we improve the field and client experience. Well, we recently launched the Women's Field Association dedicated just to give voice uh, to issues that are facing women in our field force, wherever they are in the business, whether they are members of a team, members of a network office staff, advisors or field leaders. And they are now completely woven into the dialogue we have all year long about our planning process. So giving voice to them has been really important. Um, and we've seen tremendous growth in recruiting and in progression into leadership for our women advisors. And from a diversity perspective, uh, more broadly, we've uh, focused on creating and developing opportunities for people of color um, as a lot of, and, and it, the, the main point I would make here is this can't be just about like a press release or a quick hit. It really takes what we call sustained action as companies to make a difference. And the two things that I would point out here are, first of all, we think physical presence in markets matters. And uh, just last Friday, actually, I was at our office in Harlem um, and we have a growing, dynamic, diverse office in what's historically been an underserved place. And we've got some phenomenally talented advisors who are really focused on making an impact in their community. And that was really great to see. And then we also have... Um, really doubled down on our mentoring efforts where we are pairing up young diverse advisors who might've had trouble having mentors or not had as much access to mentors or what we would call joint work partners. And we've intentionally paired them up with some of the stars in our system. And the response has been incredible um, from our existing advisors who wanna help the next generation. And I think those are ways where we can 
give an opportunity for some of our very best advisors to give back and also create um, sort of a stepping stone to help our next generation diverse advisors. And so we've seen real results here. Uh, this year, women and people of color will represent nearly 50% of our recruits. Um, and I feel like we're just getting started. Um, the last thing I would say here, and I think this is true, not just at Northwestern Mutual, but I would expect in lots of other places is recognition matters. We celebrate our heroes and leaders, and we now have what we call a DNI Champions Award, where we put on stage our field leaders who are doing the best job of attracting and developing diverse talent and making a difference in their market. So I think if you add all of that up, there are a lot of ways that companies to, can make a difference here, but I think it takes a multifaceted approach and it can't just be a quick hit. You've got to be in it for the long run. You mentioned a digital future, but what does it really mean? I, I find so many advisors who are building their tech stack, but is there a connection to what they're building and a benefit to the end investor? Yeah, I, I, oh, I think you're spot on. And I think what really matters here and what we focused on is um, not just, you know, sort of the uh, bright, shiny object, the latest tool or app. What really matters is the functionality of the system and how it delivers the client experience and advisor experience. And the two things that I would just point out here are we've been pioneering and advancing our proprietary planning software, we call it PX for the planning experience. And that is essentially the foundation of our client experience and we are building everything off of it. We wanna create a client-centered experience. It's their plan. It's not the company's plan. It's not the advisor's plan. And it's the roadmap of where they wanna go and what they wanna achieve um, and how their finances are gonna help them do that. And that is really at the core of what we're doing. So it's not just about the technology. It's really about the experience and the confidence that we're giving the client of knowing where they are on the path to achieve what's most important for them. And it creates a tool to increase the connectivity between the advisor and the client because they're focused on the plan and where, how the client's going to get where they want to go. Uh, the other sort of corollary to that is our advisor desktop. And what we've found is that investments that we've made in technology over time don't always simplify things for advisors. Sometimes they make things more complicated. And what we really needed is the integration layer, if you will, so that advisors can focus on what matters most, and that is time with clients. So we're really looking at efficiency here, taking some of the noise out of the process for advisors because they all want the ability to scale a client experience, right? You want a very personalized experience and you want to be able to do it at scale uh, so that you can run an efficient business. And so I think for my, my takeaway here for advisors and for firms that are supporting advisors, if you've got to focus not on the technology, but on what you're trying to accomplish. And that's a great client experience and a great experience for your advisors. We've all been hearing advisors need to be holistic. And we've been hearing this for a couple of decades now. So why don't more advisors provide these services if it's such a competitive advantage? It, Doug, I, I think that's a phenomenal question. And I've been in this industry now about 20 years and we've been talking about planning as an industry, but I think there are very few people who are actually doing it. In fact, the JD Power 2022 full service investor satisfaction survey found that only 14% of investors um, uh, believe they're getting comprehensive advice. And so I think there's a real disconnect between saying you're doing planning and actually doing planning. And I, and I think the fundamental disconnect comes down to this, and that is planning does not equal just investment management. Planning is much broader than that. And, and your question is really, you know, what are the barriers and why aren't more people doing it? Well, I think certainly some of it is, you know, 
advisors, there's, there's focus on assets under management and advisory fees. And so I think a number of advisors have built their practices around that as a model. And so it might be hard to diversify into other things. I think uh, expertise is a barrier um, for advisors who've been really investment management focused. Some other things like business planning or estate planning or risk management insurance, various kinds of annuities can be really complex. And so we partner really closely with the CFP board and the American College for Financial Services because we want to make sure our advisors are educated on a broad spectrum to really be able to deliver on planning. And then I think the other two things that I would point out to are like inertia and role models. Um, it's, can, it's hard to change. And so I think for advisors who've struggled to get out of that box, and, and we've seen advisors who've had insurance dominant practices, harder to get into investments, investment dominant practices, harder to get into insurance. And I think it takes real concerted effort um, to do that well. And so you've got to be at a place that supports it. And you need role models because I think advisors generally learn best from people who've done it. And we're fortunate. And if, you know, um, uh, in terms of we, we've got a number of what we call pathfinders who've built terrific integrated businesses insurance and investments together, which we call Protect and Prosper, that are role models for the rest of our system around how to build an advisor practice or a team that is really focused on planning. And so, you know, and I think the benefits of that are, are obvious. You end up with a smoother ride because your clients are well-served and they've got a holistic plan. They're not as prone to sort of being jostled around by is the market up or is the market down? Um, you're avoiding distractions because you're really focused on long-term value. And, and maybe most importantly, you're going to have stickier relationships because your relationship with your client isn't just about beating the market or what you're providing for an AUM fee. It's really quarterbacking and being at the center of your client's financial life. And so uh, I think it's a hard thing to do. Um, I don't think as many people are doing it well, at, well, as we might say, you know, when we say, hey, everybody's doing planning. But I think the benefits to getting there are huge. And ultimately, that's where we need to be going from an industry perspective to make sure we're serving the need in the marketplace and, and being relevant. What can we do to help prepare for the next generation of advisors? And you have a lot of those. I have to believe there's an evolution taking place and an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think this is critical and certainly a huge area of my focus and our focus at Northwestern Mutual because our advisors are so important to our business model. If you know our the, the future health of our field is is directly related to the future health of our company. But I also think, as we've touched on already in this conversation, it's really important in the industry. And so, sort of what I'd offer on this is: first of all, we've got to make this career attractive. There are a lot of young people out there who don't believe this is a career for them. And I think connecting with the next generation advisors means not just focusing on financial rewards or status or whatever, but it's really recognizing that this is an incredible career of impact and it can be incredibly fulfilling and incredibly flexible depending on where you are and what business model you're in. So this is an amazing way to make a living because you can actually be in business to help your client make your client's dreams come true. And so I think we've got to make sure that the career that we're offering the marketplace is relevant and attractive for, um, for the people who are coming up. Second thing is I think we need to offer diversity of career paths. This cannot be a one size fits all. Um, you know, you can build your own business. You can be on a team. Uh, you can be in a technical role. You can be in a business development role. There are so many things we need as an industry from a human capital perspective, but we've got to make sure the career paths provide flexibility. You know, when I, 
when I started in my law firm, I didn't know what I wanted to do sort of when I grew up. And you've got to have the ability to experience things and try things and pivot. And so we've got to make sure we've got career path optionality and flexibility so that people can grow their careers in a way that's fulfilling to them. And then, of course, we've got to have great training and mentoring and support. We're investing significantly in what we call our national training program to make sure that we accelerate the ability for our newest advisors to be relevant and confident in front of clients. Um, this can be an intimidating business. There's a lot to learn. There are a lot of like technical knowledge you need to have. And then you have to navigate all of the things that go with building personal relationships and building being trustworthy, as we talked about before. And so you have to have a really strong support ecosystem. And for us, that starts at the very beginning with our college intern program, uh, where we help people see a path forward to where they can be successful in the business. And I, I think those are some of the things that we can do. And in terms of maybe sort of like micro advice, if you will, or more tactical advice, the learning that we provide has to be digital and bite-sized. It can't be, you know, a three-ring binder that's four inches thick and then an exam. Um, we have to make the experience personalized based on what we know about them through data and relationship. And then the last thing is, I think we've got to remember this is a head and heart career and we've got to focus on those things when we're thinking about development. It's not just about the numbers or beating the market. It's about helping advisors develop advisors who are great at connecting with and building trusting relationships. And I, I think that's what makes this career amazing and energizing. And we've got to make sure we're delivering on that value proposition as we're bringing new people into this business. Tim, just great stuff. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hey, Doug, terrific. Great to be with you. Thanks again. To learn more about Northwestern Mutual, visit northwesternmutual.com. Please follow us for all latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikkinen.